I'm sure many of us know someone, if not you, who's felt uncomfortable talking about religion and money or just have feelings of shame or guilt about it. Welcome to Yahweh's Money, a podcast where we discuss the crossroads or intersections of religion and money. We're going to go deep into topics like tithing and saving and debt and so much more from the religious view. I'm your host, Shay Cook, CEO and founder of Crusaders for Change, LLC, and our co-host is Vanessa McNelly, one of our financial counselor coach educators. Let's talk about God and money. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Yahweh's Money. I am your co-host, Shay Cook, and we have Vanessa here. Hi, Shay. Good to be here. Yes, ma'am. We're talking about living with loans today. I don't know anybody that's not living with loans, whether it's credit cards, student loans, house loans, car loans, personal loans, some kind of loan. Everybody got loans. <laughs> so unfortunately, it's true. When you meet a person that doesn't, that's a rarity. And I have, but it's definitely rare. It really <laughs> is. And I think loan is definitely one of those four-letter words. Uh, none of us mm. like that word. Uh, yes, but, ma'am. I totally uh, agree with that. But sometimes you got to do what you got to do. do. I mean, this is what it is. So according to the latest New York Fed quarterly report on household debt and credit, the total household debt was $16.9 trillion in the fourth quarter of 2022. Oh, my God. Credit card balances rose to $986 billion dollars. Mortgage balances rose to $11.92 trillion, auto loans at $1.55 trillion, and student loan balances to $1.6 trillion. So why is household debt increasing so dramatically? First off, this gives me anxiety. I'm going to tell you that much. Like <laughs> just having hearing those numbers, that yeah. is absolutely yeah. insanity to me. And I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, we're, we're in this place where everything's just a little extra expensive right now. Mm, it doesn't matter what mm-hmm. you're doing, you know, what you're going to buy. Everything's just going to cost more at the moment. But yeah. I think also we see a lot of our wants as needs. Oh, my God. You know? yes. It's not a true need, but in our mind it's a need. Mm-hmm. Um, and then on top of that, you know, credit cards are just so easy to pull them out use them, forget about it, whatever. Uh, So yeah, I think we're just in this place where loans and credit are just normalized. So yeah, normalized and easy access. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I say, I agree. Needs versus wants is another reason. Income not keeping up with expenses due to inflation. Mm -hmm. I would even go as far as classism, like people wanting to keep up with, you know, I always say the Carters, the Kardashians, the Joneses, everybody's trying to keep up with everybody. Mm -hmm. And we kind of talked about in social media in our last episode and how everybody's trying to, the fear of missing out. FOMO. FOMO <laughs> is so real. It's been around forever. But, you know, everybody's like, well, if they can go on this trip, I can mm-hmm. go on this trip. Well, if they can buy this car, I can buy this house. They can buy this house, I can buy this house. Like, but do you really need to do that? Right. Your house is fine. Your car is fine. Your furniture is fine. You you know, why are you buying all of this stuff? So, oh, but I got a credit card. And I got, and I'm like, what? Huh? You know, yeah. so it's just crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. And I think we're in this place too where if you ha- if you don't use credit, your credit mm-hmm. suffers. So when you do yeah. need something later on. <laughs> That's a whole nother oh episode. Gosh, yes, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but it, yeah, it's just, it's so easy to put it on a card and say, I will pay for that later. But when mm-hmm. later comes, we don't have the money mm-hmm. because we didn't have it in the yeah. beginning. So how are we going to have it later if we didn't have exactly. it then? So- <laughs> <laughs> I have four 
mm, probably 15, 20 years, just don't believe. And I, and I have through the business and stuff, mm-hmm. but I have a problem with paying interest mm-hmm. on credit mm-hmm. card debt. Because it's like, if I didn't have the money to buy it cash, right. I'm not going right. to buy it. But I love using my mm-hmm. credit cards because it awards mm-hmm. like my points and my that I get from I buy my gift cards. A lot of times right. I fund my whole all Christmas gifts through my points and travel through my yep. points. I love reward mm-hmm. cards, point cards, but you got to have the discipline. I always tell yes. our clients, if you don't have the discipline, do not get the credit card. Yep. <laughs> so and yeah, your credit might suffer. And so you should get a smaller credit card. Mm-hmm. So you use it and pay it off, you know, under a thousand or something. But don't get these 15, 20, 30,000 dollars limits because you're just going to be in this continued cycle of not being able to pay this debt off. Exactly. And I think people don't understand too, you know, even though your limit is $20,000 or $15,000, there's still that rule. You know, you don't want to use over 30%. 30%. And people are like, wait a minute, why did they give me all this then? And it's (laughs) because they want you to use it and they want you to pay them back at 24% interest. Um, You know, they want these things because that's what they're in the business of doing. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, if, if you don't have the money, like there's a reason that, you know, you don't need it right now. If you mm-hmm. can't afford it, you know, you don't need it. Now there are, you know, circumstances where if something happens, like let's say something happened to your car and mm-hmm. you can't get to work and you may have mm-hmm. to, you know, invest in yourself by doing that. But mm-hmm. I think it's just so easy to pull up that, pull that piece of plastic out. You know? Yeah, but I'm with you. I kind of love cards too because of the points. That's how I pay for my mm-hmm. Christmas every year too, mm-hmm. and it's so <laughs> nice. But I will tell you, the last like three or four months, I've tried to only use my debit card. So oh, if it's not I've in my that. account, I don't mm-hmm. have it to spend. I'm not gonna do it. But I miss mm-hmm. the points so bad, I can't stand it. Oh my god, yeah. I go through those stages. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm yeah. putting my credit card down for a couple months. Let me use my debit mm-hmm. card. But after buying a new home and having to buy a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. and even though we had the money in the account, I use my credit card and I pay it right. off. Like, I I run everything through my credit card, even though I have the money in my account because I don't want to have to yeah. worry about yeah. that. Um, so yeah, I'm the same. I'm the same mm-hmm. too. And, you know, I even see people that are getting mortgage loans still, even after the whole 2008 recession, all that crap, subprime lending, lending, you know, they only can afford really technically 350, but somebody will give them 450 or give, and they're Uh, like, oh, I got, no, you mm -hmm. can't afford a home for 450. Do you know all of the extra stuff that goes into buying a home over a hundred thousand more than Mm -hmm. what you can afford? So I I just had a client on Monday say that to me and I was like, yeah. Yeah. And luckily they were smart enough not to do Mm -hmm. that. But there's lenders out there that are still, you know, yeah. giving these people these loans or, you know, right. I, I just don't understand. It seems to be a <laughs> weekly thing with me too and clients. You know, they mm. want to buy a house and the bank tells them they can afford this. And I've noticed it's mostly with first-time home buyers because yes. they want this, they want their dream forever home and they don't yeah. understand that it's okay to have a starter home. Um, and it's okay That's to kind of work up to something, you know, something bigger, better, whatever. And if you're going from an apartment to a three bedroom house, mm. it's still an upgrade. It's such an <laughs> yeah. upgrade compared to like, oh no, I want to spend the extra hundred grand or 200 grand yeah. or whatever it is. Um, but then you're poor in every other aspect of your life because everything goes mm-hmm. into that house and you are so right. They don't understand all the extra fees. They don't understand the all HOAs the every fees. month. They don't understand, <laughs> you know, you have to pay for, you know, anything that breaks in your house now is. Yeah. Utilities are more expensive. All that. Exactly. Yeah. 
I yeah. mean, it is, it's one of those things where you don't understand it until you're in it. And then one, you mm. know, once you're in it, you're like, okay, it's more than I thought in the first place anyway. <laughs> um, you know, I think you, you and I both bought houses recently and that's something that we've been kind of going through too, is like trying to, to do the little updates we need to do or mm-hmm. things that you didn't know you needed in the beginning that you need mm-hmm. now, or, you know, those type of things. And they come yeah. along and, you know, most people don't have the money just to do it. So they do get loans. Yeah. Cause they don't have a reserve mm-hmm. or emergency savings mm-hmm. to cover that kind of stuff. So I always tell clients, you know, if you're going to buy a house, you need to have like three to five or more exactly. percent of that in a savings because something's going to happen. It's mm-hmm. just guaranteed <laughs> you're moving to a house, whether you were renting or buying, but mostly buying because yeah. renting, at least somebody's going to cover that. You're buying like we, what, within the first month, we had to get two electricians. We had to get a plumber. I mean, the list goes on and we had a full on inspection. But once you start using stuff and figuring stuff Mm -hmm. out, you're like, Oh shoot, I got to fix this. I got to fix that. I got to fix this, (laughs) you know? So it's always, it is. And then, you know, you look at, okay, well your vehicle and most cars are super expensive. Now they're more than like Mm -hmm. the market value because there's been a shortage Mm -hmm. the last few years Yeah, and you know, people want nice vehicles and they want things that are going to last and they want all these things, which are good things to want, Mm -hmm. but you know, the monthly payments, you know, on that loan. And then they're doing loans for longer periods of time. They're longer period. I saw that other day. It was like six, yeah. seven, I'm like six, seven years. I remember you only could do three or four right. years on an automobile right. loan. Yeah. And sometimes those payments for those six, seven years are just as much as rent or a mortgage. <laughs> like it gets really crazy, really fast. <laughs> Especially you see these people, no offense, but people, these with Teslas and stuff, these cars mm-hmm. that are 80, 90, a hundred thousand dollars. And I'm like, yeah, okay. It is crazy. Yeah. And then, you know, it you put crazy. that on top of it. So you have this car loan and then you have this mm-hmm. house loan and then mm-hmm. you have these credit card bills and then you have your student loans you've been paying off uh, for 20 student years. Loans. Um, yeah. How do you have a good quality of life? I don't know, because, you know, a recent Credit Karma mm-hmm. study reported that one in every five American has outstanding, outstanding yeah. student loan debt, and with 53% in reporting their financial disability <laughs> depended on their student loans being forgiven. So mm-hmm. I'm saying, wow, like I used to be there. I had student yeah. loans, 65000 from my two degrees. And once I started paying for them, I was like, uh-uh, I need to get this paid off. So every little extra mm-hmm. money I had, what was mm-hmm. whatever it was coming from, I would put it towards that loan. Mm-hmm. I paid it off within four years. And I was just like, I never want to do that again. But I have friends and family that's had student loans for over 20 I know. years. It's, and yeah. they're like, uh, it, It'll just go away when I die. I'm like, oh my gosh. You know, it's just crazy. It's really crazy. crazy. And I probably have a very unpopular, you know, idea about student loans, but I feel like people take out these loans and I know that you're young, but you are an Mm -hmm. adult and you sign Mm -hmm. for these things. And I know that, you know, you don't understand the implications of these loans, But I think a lot of people don't want to just go to like a community college for a year or two, Mm. or they kind of over overshoot things because they think they're going to make all this money when they graduate. (laughs) They're not. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) I mean, Shay, you know, you know, the story of of my ex-boyfriend and his son who was going to play lacrosse and he got a scholarship and I'm using air quotes scholarship um, to play lacrosse at a, you know, third tier school that doesn't give sports scholarships. Mm. And it was still going to cost him over 50 grand a year to go to the small school to play lacrosse. 
Wow. And when I was able to sit down and kind of look at the numbers, I'm like, you're going to be paying 800 bucks a month for over 20 years on this degree. Wow. And it's like, is it worth it? You know, should you go somewhere else and like walk on a team or, you know, play like an adult league, whatever. And it's one of those things where you have to make these decisions. And when you're that young, it is hard to make these adult decisions. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, when you make bad decisions during your life, you kind of, you have to, to live with them too. There's consequences. Exactly. Exactly. You make your bed, you lay in it, my father would say. (laughs) And I couldn't imagine having to pay 800 bucks a month. Yeah. And try to live and have an apartment. And when you get married. Oh, it's a lot. I got up to $1,200 a month just because I wanted Mm -hmm. to and I wanted to, but it was a lot of sacrifice. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I have friends who have literally, you know, lived in houses where they've had a lawn chair before and that was all they had (laughs) because they wanted to pay off student loans very quickly. Um, So yeah, it's all about choices and decisions and and all that stuff. And I know like a lot of people don't want their kids to work during college. Um, Mm -hmm. but I think it's so important to kind of show people what the cost of a loan truly is. Yeah, totally. Mm -hmm. Totally. Yeah. And I have friends like that too. That's like, I don't want them to work Mm -hmm. and all that. Shoot. Alana's had a job most (laughs) of her time in the college and and that was by her choice too. I mean, she probably could have lived fine because we paid for her, you know, school and her meal plan, but she's like, Mm -hmm. nah, I want to get my hair done. I want to pay for my gas in my car when all these kind of, well, I'm not paying for all that. So I'm like, guess you got to get exactly. No. And so, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I know when I was in college, I had three jobs. So it was like, I was always busy doing something and then I would have some kind of weird side hustle. I think one summer (laughs) I literally made pinatas all summer long for the faculty uh, for their their birthday birthday parties. Like that was like the thing that that I did. That is so (laughs) awesome. With the paper mache and everything. I did that in Girl Scouts in a long time ago. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, like these weird things that people, you know, will pay you to do. Yeah, they will. They will. I had to. I worked because mm-hmm. I did the um. What was it? Co not co op. Co ed. What was it? I forgot the name of the program where you work a part of. Um, you work hours and they pay you for the other half of the hours. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Um, and then I also had a retail yeah. job on the weekend. Yeah. So so and that was mostly so I can go to the clubs and, stuff <laughs> and buy clothes and get my hair done, but <laughs> pay for my gas and my 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 car insurance. Mm-hmm. But still, I didn't expect my parents to pay for that. I mean, exactly. that was my responsibility. Exactly. You know, and these. These young borrowers are struggling with credit card and auto loan debts and payments. And they say, you know, the reason why a lot of them are not, you know, doing the things that some of us done and getting married, having children Mm -hmm. or buying houses and all the adult stuff is because they can't afford to. They have too much debt. They do. And I think it's one of those things, too. The choices that are made, though, it's like they've still got to eat with their friends on the weekends. They'll still go Mm. out. They'll still go on vacation. They're choosing to do other things versus, you know, the the standard norm of buying a house and having a car. Um, It's like they choose to spend their money on different things. And I think we forget about that sacrifice and Mm. that sometimes things are sweeter when we do sacrifice to get them. It's so much sweeter. When I save 10 years Mm -hmm. for that Hawaii trip, 10 years. Okay. I say 10 years. I, I say for 10 years to go to Hawaii because I wanted to go first class. I wanted to stay in five star. I wanted all that. It was the best trip yeah. ever. 10 days Hawaii. I mean, I was sick. I had bronchitis. I didn't find that out until afterwards. But, and now I'm thinking it might've been COVID hundred years ago, but, but still it was just like, oh my God, like that sacrifice was so beautiful. Exactly. Cause like I worked my behind off it. to pay for this whole trip mm-hmm. and have no debt, no credit. 
everything yeah, was paid yeah. for. So it is a beautiful thing to that that delayed gratification right. is truly a beautiful thing. And yeah, you know? and I think people who you know are older than us, you know, they they understand that a little more mm-hmm. than people who are younger than our age group too. I mean, I talk about my grandpa all the time. You know, he is mm-hmm. ninety five years old, and he has like no head, you know, no credit history at all because he pays mm-hmm. cash for everything. You know, wow. and that's bit him in the butt a couple of times, but you know, mm-hmm. over those 95 years, it has served him so well because he's never gotten himself in that position where mm-hmm. he couldn't afford month to month life, you know, yeah. even while he was married and was raising three children, you know, that's one of those things where, you know, you focus on your needs, you take care of your responsibilities. And mm-hmm. if you have things left over, that's when you get to do the fun things, you know? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That is so true. You know, in Proverbs 22, 7, it says the rich rule over the poor and the borrower is a slave to the lender. And it's true. Yeah. When you have a lot of debt and credit cards, you feel like you are a slave to the lender. You're enslaved. The mindset is enslaved, all that, because, yeah. you you know, you're just, you are. You're, you are owing yeah. somebody money, so you really are. You are. <laughs> I don't, yeah, it's just, it's hard. And you feel like you're getting further and further behind because of the interest mm-hmm. rates and it keeps you up at yeah, night. Yeah, digging and yourself a hole. It just impacts yeah. every area of your life, mm-hmm. you know? And That's so true. And it is. It's one of those things. I mean, I've been in that situation before too. I mean, when I was younger, mm-hmm. you know, I had a credit card and I spent everything that I was able to spend on that card and didn't know how in the heck I was going to pay it back. <laughs> uh, but, you know, those things happen and it scares you. You know, mm. and it was like one of those scared straight moments, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I've been yeah. there, done that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it is, it's yeah. overwhelming and you don't see the light at the end of the tunnel, even though there is, and there can be, it's just mm. choosing to, you know, to sacrifice. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, financial stress and its impact on our physical and mental health are very concerning. A study from the American Psychological Association, APA, in 2022 reported that 65% of respondents said money is a significant source of stress. It's also reported that 83% of Americans reported inflation, as most of us are feeling that, um, as a source of stress. And 76% reported health impacts um, come due to stress are um, coming into forms of anxiety, fatigue, depression, and headaches. And I was reading this earlier. I was like, I've, I've faced all of this because it's just, yeah, yeah, just the stress of the pandemic period. Um, after a global pandemic, increased inflation, market downturn, and the possibility of recession it's understandable to see how our finances have taken a toll. But fortunately, we serve a mighty God that will not leave us nor forsake us, who provides us strength to face any situation and blesses us abundantly. There are steps you can take to prepare and to reduce the impact. So what are some ways for us to reduce financial stress and where can we get help? Yeah. I mean, I think some of the ways to reduce stress is really taking a look at your spending. And being Mm -hmm. very conscious of the money that Mm. you're spending. Because Mm -hmm. I think most of us just spend. And when it's gone, it's gone. Intentionality is important. Make a plan, Mm -hmm. you know. I mean, that's something I know that that I do and you do is like make a plan for this money. And, Mm -hmm. you know, pay for things that, you know, you have to have first. And then Mm -hmm. if you have things left over, great, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But also, you know, it's... It can get really scary really fast with it too. But I think truly if you if you're able to kind of make that plan, stick to it, 
and meditate on it and, you know, and talk Mm. to God about it because he'll give Mm -hmm. you the right answers. He'll give you peace when -hmm. you need that. Um, But I think sometimes we need to be in the right headspace and we have to be ready for that too. So all these things can get us ready for that as well. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like first and foremost, pause, like you say, pray, be patient, take financial decisions one at a time. I say turn into God Mm -hmm. and being still, you know, your family, doctors, mental health professionals Mm -hmm. and therapists. If it's got you to the point of anxiety and all of that, you definitely want to talk to your, you know, therapist or doctor or maybe somebody in the Mm -hmm. church or in your religious institution. Mm -hmm. But like you saying, that plan is so important. Like when we bought our house, we had a significant payout from our last house mm-hmm. and I literally sat down with my husband and saying, okay, this is how much we're going to get back. These are the priorities. Mm-hmm. And so we had to align. So as a couple, that can be hard, mm-hmm. but saying, okay, yeah. what do you want? What do I want? I want a bathroom. Okay. I want a patio. Okay. Well let's get the bathroom and then a patio and then let's price that out. And so we did, and I want some closets, some, you know, all these kind of things we saying, but we also mm-hmm. need to do this, that. And so we, and the carpet, <laughs> it was like all these big purchases, but we prioritized it and made sure that we, you know, um, made the decision together. Right. So the plan was very, very important. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and there's so many places to get help. I mean, Crusaders yes. for Change, that's one of those things, <laughs> <Hello>. right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I'm sure you have, most people have somebody in their life that they trust that's mm. good at money and knows how to, to take a look at wants versus needs with you. Exactly. So there's so many options out there. But I think truly it's realizing that you can't have everything at once. And you have to make choices and decisions. And I think that is the biggest thing. Like you can have lots of things through your life. We just can't have everything at once sometimes. Can't have everything at once. Exactly. Exactly. That's so important. It's, again, it's the whole delayed gratification, <laughs> you know, <laughs> figure out what's important to you and what you really need in that moment. Yeah. You don't need all of that mm-hmm. stuff right away. We didn't need all the stuff that I just said right <laughs> away. It's just, and we haven't gotten it all right away. We're taking our time. We've assessing the situation, our needs and wants. We're saving the money or making sure we don't spend the money that we have and you know, and then also, you know, track paying down debt and reaching out support as we mentioned, but yeah, Crusaders for Change, we're here to support mm-hmm. you with that. We, we definitely can support you in figuring out what that plan looks like. I think the plan could be intimidating. Oh, totally. For a lot of people. I agree. Yeah, yeah. completely. Yeah. Because they don't know where to start. They don't you know? know where to start. And yeah. then I would say another thing is, is like, it's okay to get a side hustle or a side gig mm. or work extra hours at your job. Totally. Because, you know, your, your options truly are either spending less or making more. First of all, I love how we're always in sync. So yeah, because I was going to say that. So thank you. Yes. But it's okay to do these things. And it's... Yes, it's, it's okay. You don't have right? to go get that. Go make some more money. Yeah, you don't have to use that. Yeah. You, you, you make more money. I mean, gosh, yeah. I have a friend who, you know, he has child support on four children, which is a mm. lot, you know. Um, yeah. But you know, he has a girlfriend and he dates and all these things. And it's like, so he does Instacart to pay for all the extra things. Yeah, why not? Right? And he has a number in his head. And then when he gets there, he's done for the month. But yeah. like to do these extra things, it's okay to, to do some side hustles. There's no shame in any of these things. Like Not at all. I had a second yeah. job when me and my husband were getting married and he was in basic mm-hmm. training and all of that. I was working at Sports Authority from like eight to yep. five and then six to 11, I went to Kohl's. Yeah. And then honestly, I was so desperate to like save and stuff because I didn't want to try to use no credit card. And really, I had some then, but I didn't want to use them. I was looking at going to Hardee's from like 12 to like three right. in the morning. And then finally, my husband was like, 
what are yeah. you doing? I was like, hey, I'm going to work three jobs if I have to. He's like, you don't have to yeah. do that. But I'm like, okay. But I mean, I was always and still am ready to do multiple streams of income coming from whatever right. way legally yep. <laughs> that you can. Um, it's important. Yeah. I mean, it helps. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, to realize that you're not too good to do any of these things. Not at all. Know? And if you want something bad enough, you will find a way to make it work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was working with government people that had PhDs that were GS 14, 15s, SESers, and they would go to like a retail store because they're like, I love White House Black Market. I love New York and Company, whatever yeah. the store was at the time. And I'm going to work there not only for a little mm-hmm. bit of change, but also get that discount, mm-hmm. you know? So there's ways. And then people would go be a substitute teacher or mm-hmm. an adjunct professor. I'm seeing a lot of yeah. people do that. You know, they teach on the side and in so many ways, you know, yeah. you can make extra money. It really is. And there's so many like out of the box like gig jobs now too. Mm-hmm. Uh, you gig know, yeah, is huge. Yeah. So there's there's so many ways to do this and do it to where you can still, you know, spend time with your family and still, you know, be at home when you need to be at home with your kids, but make <laughs> it work. You know? Make it work. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So true. So true. Oh man, living alone. So it can be hard, and we can talk about this forever. But any final thoughts? I just say, you know. Really take a look at what you need versus what you want to make mm-hmm. sure that it makes 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 sense for you, you know? Mm-hmm. Have somebody look over it with you, somebody you trust. Yeah. Because people are always willing to be honest with you if you tell them they can be honest with you. <laughs> so seek out, you know, people you trust to, to kind of confide in and make sure you're making the best decision for you. And if you have to take out a loan, we all have to do it. You know, but just make sure that you are doing something that makes sense for you and you can pay back. Exactly. And there's so many social services and organizations out there to help. And if you're really dealing with some debt issues, again, Crusaders for Change is here to help you. Visit us at crusadersforchange.org for more information. But there's debt management counseling services out there. You might just need to go to use some government resources. I always say, hey, your taxes pay for them, whether it's SNAP mm-hmm. or WIC or a food pantry or your church or religious institution. There's a lot of great resources out there that maybe can get you feeling a little bit more back on track. You know, you don't have to pay for a meal for a couple of days or whatever. And then that money can be used for something and then you're back on track. But whatever that case is, there's a lot of resources. So definitely ask for help. And it's okay to not be okay okay but you don't want to stay there and you want to get help (laughs) so awesome well thank you for joining us today don't forget to follow us wherever podcasts are found and remember it's always better Yahweh's way thank you for listening to this episode we hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the crossroads of religion and money also we would love to hear your feedback on today's episode so please leave us a review or just tell us what's on your mind and remember to follow our podcast If you have any questions or suggestions of topics for us to discuss, please email us at Yahweh at Crusaders, the number four, change.org. To hear all of Yahweh's money latest episodes, please visit us at www.crusaders, the number four, change.org or wherever podcasts are found. God bless.